Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Uh, what a difference an inker makes, Jimmy. We're going to take a look at four different inking approaches from four different inkers uh, using uh, Gene Colon as the uh, the penciler of That's this exercise. Tough penciler to uh, test your inking chops with. Let's give a, a shout out to Scott who, who, who sent these comics to us and uh, sort of gave us the MacGuffin, man, to uh, to do this episode. That's a cool thing. You could hit us up, P.O. Box 3071, Monal PA 15120. And uh, if you have episode ideas in mind, a lot of people tell us, hey, man, why don't you cover this? Why don't you cover that? Why don't you send us those books? Maybe we don't have them. <laughs> uh, but I want to uh, let you guys know that Jimmy and I are starting a new comics tradition in the medium of comics and the culture of comics. Uh, we're calling it Comic Book Christmas in July, man. The last Saturday of July we are going around throughout the city we're going to take a bunch of our comps that we've gotten over the years we're going to take a bunch of our uh, doubles that we've accumulated over time and we are going to uh, the free little libraries that have popped up in the neighborhood and around the city we're going to be dumping off comics around town uh, in the spirit of creating new comic book readership and we implore everybody to do the same if you're a maker and you're got a closet full of stuff that that is collecting dust Go drop off some of your comps, man, and, and, share, and share your work with the people in your town. Uh, it's a good way to uh, do what you can to, to help spread comics readership. Also, I want to invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available. And you got to mitigate that kayfabe effect, man, which is what happens whenever we put a video out. The comics that we talk about disappear quick. Also, you watch these vid videos to the very end. That'll push our YouTube uh, videos out to comic book loving YouTube uh, viewers who haven't yet seen Cartoonist Kayfabe, and we're trying to grow these numbers big. Thank you so much, uh, sus subscribers new and old, who've been supporting the channel up to this point. Jimmy, heck, heck of a idea for an episode, huh? I like this idea a lot. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those things I'd fixate on inkers, because that's what I was trying to duplicate was like, the marks, the drawings, the, the images that you'd see in comics. And as I started looking closer, you'd see different people draw differently. Yes. And yes. a lot of that comes out in the inking. And it's a great way to, to kind of like show that off by having one penciler and all these different ink styles. Yeah. So Gene Colin is the guy who helmed the pencil. And if you, if you ever saw his pencils, he's one of those fellas that would use that side of the pencil and do some like very... A lot very, of value in his pencils. Yeah. And what value is uh, to, to people who aren't up on the lingo is uh using a smooth gradation with the with the graphite rather than using crosshatch lines that then can fuzz out your eyes and, and turn into gray he's just putting gray marks down and it's up to the inker to figure out how to interpret those grays uh, i'm going to start with howard the duck issue number five inked by klaus jansen because we did a uh shoot interview with klaus and we brought up gene colin's name uh klaus Klaus said in the interview, very frankly, I never got the hang of Gene Colan. Uh, I never, I never did, did him justice. Uh, so we'll, we'll take a look, man, and, and, and give it a go. See, see what we see. Actually, no, this is Steve Lee Aloha is inker on this one. This feels relatively tight. It does. Some people will interpret uh, Colan's pencils much more, um, almost impressionistic. I see the Lee Aloha in here. See, it's interesting when you have a guy who fully draws comics. That's right. Uh, do the inking because you get to see their personality pop up in here. And oftentimes, when you have somebody who has such drawing chops, it will be like a more breakdown kind of thing. But no, it, it's Colin is cited as penciler. So 
And we should, we should we should explain that real quickly. So you have penciler and inker, and that's to say that I did all the drawing in pencil, and now I'm handing it to the inker, and he's going to finish it. The breakdowns is a different thing because it's breakdowns and finishing, and that means I laid out the storytelling, but very loosely. Yeah. And that finisher is going to go in and put the illustration part on top and figure out maybe some of the lighting, some of the textures, some of the stuff. The drawing part is going to get shifted over to that finisher. So imagine seeing this in gray pencil and these values fading out from black to white without any line art to illustrate that. Uh, this is how Lealoha interpreted it, giving those heavy uh, blacks like underneath the lip because the lighting is clearly coming from this angle and the shadows are... I think this is a really attractive pairing. Yeah, not bad. These two. Not bad, man. I do wonder what Colin thought of uh, Howard the Duck because he was such a gothic drawer. Like, what did he? What kind of sense did he make out of this? Yeah, it is interesting because he spent a lot of time with the character. He must have liked it, even though it was a little bit strange. But he's also an older guy, so you know, funny animal stuff proliferated for for generations. So it may have made sense, and it might have been really interesting to be doing a funny animal at a time whenever there weren't a lot of funny animal comics. I heard a lot of inkers would um, say stuff like. If they saw that the penciler would use straight edges and, and things like in abide by perspective, that they would feel an obligation that makes sense. to to do the same. To not like use a free hand to ink this stuff. And and that's that's something that we have going on here. Yeah, again I, I go back to I'm using the word tight. Yeah. Um, and we'll see probably some examples in these other books of Gene Colan, much less tight, but it's, uh, it's interesting to see it this controlled. Yeah. Seeing views like this, like I know what Tom Palmer would do with this and it's not, it's not what we're looking at right there. Yeah. There are some decisions that, that, uh, Steve Leola has to make, you know, yeah. you mentioned it earlier, like how do you interpret that value of gray? Uh, and you see it a lot in that face. And this could be where the disconnect comes in sometimes, man. Cause like, like, what is that? Does that little dark piece like need to even be there right yeah a lot of shading on that child's face <laughs> yeah he's got a big divot replace your divots oh i think this is the 17 page era oh dude is that that granny from goonies wow <laughs> it really looks like her doesn't it it's a heck of a face it doesn't feel like that um you know i have one version of, of women faces and one for men like that's a different character that's it's pretty good i mean i figured out what it is man gene colon plus Steve Lee Aloha equals Jack Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool, man. Lee Aloha's putting some zips on there. That's something that I associate with Tom Palmer's inks on him. But he only used it on that one spot, as far as I could tell. Oh, a wrestling storyline. Yes, I think, I think that might be one of the reasons why this issue was chosen as well. <laughs> it's that Luthez kind of wrestling too, man, where the guys just wore simple tights before cartoon wrestling. You know, like some of this, I think, is indicative of probably interesting pencils that you're trying to oh, interpret. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boom. So that's Lee Aloha. Let's see who we have here. Is it going to be like Gil Kane or somebody? Tom Palmer. But we, So we might get several Tom Palmers to, from different eras. I'm a big Palmer mark yes. for Gene Colan, for Neil Adams. I think... Uh, we just looked at John Byrne inked by Tom Palmer and I thought it really stood out and looked sharp. So this is some time before Tomb of Dracula is going to begin. This is 1971. These guys are finding their footing. They're, they're, they're developing their rapport. 
so that they can because they are they are an inseparable team in tomb of dracula but that work is not this work you know there's there's something um timid there's something reserved about the gene colon we're looking at here compared to to that tomb of dracula stuff and honestly i think uh same with the tom palmer inking it feels it feels more do you know when Gene Colan starts? Like, wonder how young he is whenever he's doing this. He, this is 71. In that Marvel Abrams book, there was work from the 50s. Okay. So he's got into a career for 20 years, at the very least. Yeah, wow. Another hallmark of Colan is these heavy shadows. Yes. So you get to see, like, this would be a, a choice of an inker interpreting the shadow in this way to do your hatching when you see this makes me think that tom palmer is a fan of like the stan drakes and the alex raymond you know secret age and x nines and very stuff. much even in, in the jacket patterning you know that's another one give that to another anchor you're going to get a very different look on that on that plaid yeah it looks like that success story guys uh it does, it, it does. what's his name something smudge right um yeah yeah, it's funny because it does have that Al Williamson quality. Even some of the shadowing on these faces. Check this out, dude. It's early enough that this guy's called Joe Wider, but that is fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger if I've ever seen him. This was, uh, I referenced this ad for a Doc Sampson image Makes in the Hulk Grand Design. Makes sense. Yeah, I see a lot of Al Williamson styles. Like that hatching is is very much an Al. I associate with an Al Williamson. This stuff back here too. It's a very fine line that Palmer's using here, uh, for some of those backgrounds. You know, like the floorboards, very fine line. Yeah, he's using some some line uh, for like the soft edge there. At first, I was I thought it was a zip. Some of this, whenever you were kind of talking about you know early days of these guys working together, it it feels. Um, I don't know if restrained is the word, you know, like Gene Colan's such a stylist, or at least I think of him as very stylized, but this almost feels like you're reining it in, you know, like, like this is a good page for what I'm talking about, where these are very realistic figures, the clothing, the folds, they look very almost modeled. Yeah. Um, I don't think they are probably, right. but, but they have that quality and it's something that an inker can swing can yes. really kind of influence that. It is funny because all of those human figures, yes. But then when we start to see this, it's, it, there's like a pressure to Kirby it up or something. I love the way that he would do Daredevil for that reason. Mm -hmm. You know, like he really would twist twist them around. Yeah, it's it's the drawing compared to like the drawing of the other guys. Mm -hmm. Like, see, it's like that's clearly Gene Colan, but this is like him doing a version of something that he's not 100% comfortable with. This is really interesting, Marks, by Palmer, because I think normally you would have those sharp edges right. that go in, you know, like yeah, a like starburst kind of thing. And instead, he's got these fine lines that he's almost hatching in there. And, and, you know, this could be a Stan Drake. Yeah, this feels a lot like that high contrast photo reference style. that Just that cityscape panel. Mm, yeah. And why not when you got to draw characters under a marquee? Fuck. Why rule that out? It is bizarre to go from that kind of, like, high contrast photo to this Daredevil figure. Cartoons, yeah. yeah. Palmer feels like a guy that can do any line. 
Yeah. You know, that's that's sort of how I think of his stuff. And I don't know if he's shifting around with a lot of tools, but it just feels like he's capable of doing almost any line or texture. And sometimes in the same story. Right. Doesn't seem to overpower the guys he's working over either. Like some inkers become, you know, they make the work look like them. For good or bad, uh, some of my favorite inkers do that. But I, I don't feel that way with... Uh, with Palmer. We're going to have Sid Shores on inking duties here. So, the, you know, obviously no Sid Shores name on a lot of comics. I don't have a strong opinion of his style. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see kind of, you know, like this looks very different than what we've seen so far to me. Really cool. Yes. I, I associate him with uh, Golden Age comics. So, uh, and with Golden Age comics, I think of a very blunt, bold line. I'm not seeing that here. I think of that too, but then I think like with the finer lines that, that are in these two, it reminds me of like Lou Fine. Like mm -hmm. whenever you hear Will Eisner talk about the shop and guys would see who can make the finest line with their brushes. Yeah. I see that showing up here. Like those are really fine lines. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like uh, Sid Shores is interpreting Gene Colan as like a Reed Crandall uh, sort of aesthetic in some of these. What's the date on these comics? Um, 71 also. That's great. So, so very comparable time-wise to the previous issue we just looked at, but you can see like a different interpretation. It's amazing seeing the fine lines that he's bringing in here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're literally not reproducing completely. Uh, so see, this is like, Colin is drawing his car and he's just like whipping out some like dimension. It looks like he's lifting the door off. <laughs> <laughs> Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make. Jim Rugg, right now, on the stands, has Hulk, Grand Design, Monster, and Madness, where he distills down 60 years of Incredible Hulk lore into two 40-page volumes with an inevitable trade paperback Marvel treasury size book that I got to look at the PDF. It's going to be the book of 2022. Uh... Red Room, Trigger Warnings, Issue uh, 1, th 2, 3, and 4 are on the stands as we speak. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. Every issue is completely self-contained. It is banned in more than 28 countries. It is banned in more than 10 comic shops. Also forthcoming is the Trigger Warnings trade paperback coming out, I believe, the same day as the, uh, as the Hulk Grand Design comic, man. So that is going to be an important day in cartoonist kayfabe history. Now that we're done paying the bills, back to the video. Shouts to the colorist in this comic, by the way. Here, you know, like I, I see a contrast in the way the background's treated compared to the last issue, the Tom Palmer Jr. where we were saying like high contrast photo. I don't get the high contrast photo here, even though you're getting big, heavy spotted blacks. When you are using like the straight edge to, to ink in a background, it, it, it takes some some time to figure out how to like gussy it up to make it feel lived in and solid in that universe that you're drawing it's you start out making stuff feel that feels very plastic very sixth grade fucking perspective class art school shit and uh the blacks will help that but it, but it's very clean i love this panel the gene colon hand panel like yes it's all over uh it's all over tomb of dracula you got one in every page for sure <laughs> what is that i'm not sure what that's supposed to be it's a radar sense doing something that was oh a yeah that's, is that a reverse of yeah, the guy's yeah, head? yeah 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 it's pretty peculiar 
these kind of things, man, do you think that Colin is autographing uh, some sort of TV guide or something? It's possible. I think he did romance comics too, like back in the 50s. And that feels like, you know, be a stock out right out of there. I don't know what it, if you're referencing something or if it's just like you got to learn a couple of these. The hair is really interesting to me to see the contrast between like sweater, you know, bands in a sweater versus the way the hair is much tighter, smaller lines. This is real fun to see because I've been uh, reading Tomb of Dracula's and there's a whole set piece involved in some like Alpine ski lift thing. So he was able to keep that same reference material out. We're approaching Silver Age, like Golden Age kind of work here with the Sid Shores. Like this is looks like a Charlton comic or something. Yeah, that's really bizarre. That's one I'd be curious to see the pencils. Yeah. Like how much, what's being interpreted there? Because that's some not what I think of with Gene Colan. Not at all. Even that background, you know, it's a, it's, it's a Jack Kirby stripped down kind of tech. Yeah. This is where I can almost picture the shading that's being interpreted there. Sure. You know, where it'd be like two layers of uh, next to each other of him using the side of the pencil to kind of like feathering it out yeah we yeah we've seen those kind of pencils like go look at uh um nathaniel dusk or something you'll see these marks how about that man the nathaniel dusk artist edition this rules. i love that yeah i love that whole panel you must die that rules man look how twisted up daredevil's figure is there oh yeah yeah he's he's good at that man this is the shit that would make Jim Shooter nuts about Gene Colan. No mm -hmm. three-panel pages. And I adore that page. All of it. The close-up leg coming at us. This is just wild. Probably that's another one. If you saw the pencils, you'd be... It'd be quite a departure from the inked version that we're seeing. When you when you see those pencils, man, like, I... I to this day, I get the, the feeling of, like, where do you begin? Tom Palmer, where do you begin with this guy? So true. It's also interesting to me when you think of Gene Colan's work and some of the characters he's known for, because on one hand, it's it's Dracula. It's super organic. Yeah. And on the other hand, it's Iron Man. Right. It's like, how are you doing both of those? It's the Dracula stuff like that. that is just gothic architecture, drawing bats stuff. and stuff. Yeah, totally. It, feel, it feels like Hammer, like a Hammer movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his pencil style really lends itself to that kind of atmospheric totally. lighting and... And, I mean, you could find, like, issues of comic book artist where it shows pencils and then you see what Tom Palmer does over top. And, like, he's Palmer's bringing so much yes. to the table. Yeah, he's he's a legitimate commercial artist kind of, uh, you know, style. Again, able to draw almost anything. All right. Now, this is, this is, uh, this is going to be a cool one. This is a fun one, man. Bill Everett. Ooh, love Bill Everett. Another guy who draws so well on his own. Yes. And this is, you know, 70s period Bill Everett, guy who drew in Marvel Comics issue number one in 1939, and we're in uh, 1971 again still. It's a strong issue. No, no Adam's right. banger at the beginning. Uh, that that almost looks like the Nathaniel Dusk like it totally pencils does. because it's so thin. That's the thing. Like when they would reprint from his pencils. It was still black and white line repro so like the reproduction was kind of shit. But like what Bill Everett's trying to do the technology can't pick it up it's too thin
in in terms of the overall structure of how the face is built you could get you could see the colon in it but then when you get these like bold lines like this Mm -hmm. and like these weird kind of strokes it becomes something else yeah definitely this is i think a lot of interpretation on the part of the inker in that i can only again imagine what the pencils look like yeah but it's like going through slushy snow combined with the motion of the car it's a lot of just lines that are suggesting texture and motion at the same time that's a tough line to figure out yeah same with you know showering like like you're getting like water in motion this hair is getting away from Bill Everett a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a lot of wild stuff going on in that drawing. Some of the shadows under her arm and towel. Doesn't that look like fanzine art right here? Kind of does. Yeah. Everett doesn't know what to do with this guy. Like, he doesn't. it doesn't seem like a comfortable fit. I would love to hear more inkers talking about Gene Colan's pencils. Yeah. I remember talking to uh, Kevin Nolan about it one time, an inker I really like. And it's, it's the same consensus, very similar to like Klaus Janssen's description. And it's just, it's, it's very tough to interpret. Do you remember what Nolan inked of Colin's? I don't know if he inked anything. He might've inked some DC cover or other, but mostly we we're, were just talking inking in general. And, and Gene Colin's a guy that I like, so brought him up and tough guy. It requires a lot of interpretation on the part of the inker. Five pages in, and I get the sense that Everett's getting a little more comfortable with with what he's being delivered. This is a very nice drawing, I think, in terms of your line work. Look at it. It's a lot of lot of thick and thins. Like that brush is being put to use a lot. Like I guess we saw a lot of pen earlier. This reminds me again of the high contrast uh, photo. You know the background. Sure. And that's another one where, like, if you're trying to ink that, you are making decisions. Mm-hmm. Back to some of those thins and stuff. Yeah, it's surprising to me to see these thins. Almost reminds me of Toddlebin over Bisset on some swamp things. Yeah. Could be that wild eyebrow. Not very helped by the registration. No. That's a tough panel example you pointed at. These, uh, when Bill Everett's going like this, like it really becomes a Golden Age comic. Like he doesn't exactly know what to do. He's really being challenged. Mm-hmm. He's really being challenged by those pencils and just doing what he can with, with the toolbox he has. I love Bill Everett's work. I, I love it and when he does these kind of strokes like he'll do that on those like back ankle muscles on uh namor and i just love it but it, it, it it's an odd fit for uh gene cullen but i know what he's trying to do just from seeing cullen pencils doesn't this look like one of the like just like an ersatz like house of mystery house of secrets villain Oh, I was nodding my head, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my dad would go, can't hear your head rattle, son. That's true. <laughs> That's the perils of recording late. Yes. This feels extremely Gene Colon. It does. The sleeves, the folds, fabric, glove, all of that. Yeah, the camera angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 the hardcore Colon will show up. The twisting of the figure. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of these moments that have that quality. Heck of a drawer, man. Yeah, it really is. The space between the eyes is something that I notice. Like that's like a Gene Colan thing. Like he'll he'll push those eyes further apart than than what is academically uh, suggested. Does not slack on those backgrounds ever. 
pretty cool exercise, man. Taking a look at Gene Cullen with four separate anchors. Man, it's it's uh, it makes me wonder too, like having all these different anchors in a relatively small window here, and probably a few more we could think of or produce. You know, if you wanted to keep expanding this out, are these anchors just like pushing on? Are they? Is that a tough assignment? They get Gene Cullen and they're like, oh, what else you got for me, editor? <laughs> yeah, man, you 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 earn your stripes, uh, inking some colon. Yeah, you know, we mentioned Tom Palmer as being a guy we associate with him, but after that, I don't know who. You know, I, I, it seems like it's just whoever you can get on that particular book at the time. The, like Colin and, and like Neil Adams are the guys I think of as being like the challenging pencilers because they just they stretch their guys. Yes. And uh, it, it's it's for the same reasons, man, because because they just are not drawing for black and white line reproduction. Uh but you got to get your Dick Giordano's to do that. I wonder if Dick Giordano ever gave uh, Colin a try whenever he went to uh, DC and did Saturn from Samus or whatever the fuck that weird comic is that you find yeah. in the quarter bins all over the place. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if... Because uh, Giordano, guy like inking on Neil Adams, would make sense to uh, to give Colin a chance. Al Williamson's another one, and I feel like I've seen Al Williamson on Gene Colin, although um, it's not coming to me the book, but uh, that feels like a pairing that, that would make sense as well. <clears throat> and you know for fun like i like to imagine scott williams trying to go through <laughs> a, a gene colon because it would be a very different look and you might find some stuff like the pen nib inkers of the 90s where they're paired up with a gene colon um one of the funner guys if you're going to look at inkers one of the fun fun guys to look at yeah yeah for sure and definitely a fun exercise man kind of inspiring to check this stuff out man you good to go yep okay fabers man christmas comic book christmas in july is the last saturday in July, and we want you to drop off your some comp copies in your uh, free little local li library. Uh, drop off your doubles at those little free libraries that you have popped up around your neighborhood and in your town. Uh, want you to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available. What else do you have out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design Monster and Hulk Grand Design Madness are in comic book shops now while supplies last. It's a retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk by me. I'm writing, drawing, coloring, lettering, the whole Grand Design scheme there. And uh, join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see more of my original art and process and download some of my out-of-print zines and mini-comics. Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue one through four, is in comic shops right now. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. Every issue is completely uh, self-contained. So if you see an issue, grab an issue, like the issue that you read, grab another. Man, you're going to get a complete story in each. Uh, banned in more than 28 countries, banned in more than 10 comic shops, but... Hit up my link tree in the description below this video. You're going to be able to order and pre-order current and future Red Room comics uh, through Fantagraphics. And you can hit up my Patreon in that link tree also to check out the archive of comics. Read everything uh, online right now. Uh, and three bucks will get you the archive. Plus, put up new strips every Tuesday. Jimmy, what else? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, given those marching orders, we're going to be on our way. Read more comics.